0: You're listening to Maybe You're Like Me, the transparent musings of a God girl chasing after her purpose. Maybe You're Like Me is a podcast for dreamers and doers who take life's lessons and level up to look more like Christ. We'll connect through super relatable stories, growing pains, and aha moments that most of us share, just not always out loud. I'm your host, Alicia Watson, creative entrepreneur, playwright, author, wife, mother, daughter of the king, and so much more. And I can't help but to think that maybe you're like me. Hey, beautiful people, thank you for joining me for another episode of Maybe You're Like Me. How you doing? Me, I'm doing great. With different areas starting to enter into phases of reopening, I myself and my business, Ali Watson Media, have also been starting to open again in phases. I had to push back all of my shoots into the summer and the summer is already my busiest time. So I'm in the middle of like a balancing act with gigs that I already booked and booking new gigs into the fall and winter months with also allowing time to make sure that I'm serving my current clients well and also marketing my brand for new and prospective clients. I realized with last week that I was starting to fall into something that I was quite familiar with uh, throughout my six to seven years of running this business, which is overwhelm. And one thing that I gotten used to with the quarantine is just this pace of life where it was laissez-faire. We could kind of do what we wanted to do. There was no like set schedule. I can kind of take time to um, invest in myself, invest in my children, invest in my growth, spiritual growth, my education behind the scenes work, it was just so much more time than I had before. I felt like I could breathe and I really, really enjoyed that pace of life. And while I understand that that is absolutely impossible for me to maintain that pace of life with this business, my personal brand, my children, my husband, and all the other things I always have going on, I do believe that it is possible to experience, live, work, enjoy life at a pace that doesn't feel like I'm constantly overwhelmed. So I'm setting out to figure out a way to do that, to keep the same kind of feeling that I've gotten from being quarantined and carry it into my year of excellence, my year of action. And I think that I've kind of cracked the code on it. So maybe you're like me and you will not be Overwhelmed. So if I'm going to fight overwhelm in this season, there are a few things that I figured out as I gave myself this assessment and this evaluation. Um, ultimately, when you're working as a solopreneur or a company of one, there are some things that make sense to do, to scale, to prevent overwhelm, to not spread yourself too thin. It's to duplicate yourself in a sense. And while that is a wisdom, I know that for my particular business, Ali Watson Media and all the other things that I'm doing, it's not what I'm called to do. I'm not called to have an actual agency. I'm not called to actually employ people. I found a book last year called Company of One. Why staying small is the next big thing for business. It's by a man named Paul Jarvis. He also has a podcast with the same title. And it was amazing to find it because I had this idea that I wasn't supposed to grow and scale in that way where I would employ people and have this staff. But I knew that there had to be a way for me to grow and scale and bring in more revenue. And this book absolutely helped me to figure that out. It reinforced and affirmed my beliefs of how I was supposed to be running my business. And it was an absolute godsend. So I'll be talking about how I'm running my business as a company of one later on down the line. But with that in mind, I know that in this season, My feelings of overwhelm were not because I needed to hire people, in a sense, because that's not what I'm called to do. And so while that is wise, it's not for me. And so I had to figure out what it actually is that is causing the overwhelm. And it always comes back to me in some way, because this business is primarily run by me. So the first thing that I figured out is that I need to set realistic expectations for my clients my family, and myself. In a sense, I cannot keep making promises that I can't keep. So what does that look like? That looks like me knowing that I have X amount of projects on my calendar, but because I'm speaking to a new or old client, I tell them a time frame or a date without considering those things on my calendar. And so if everybody knows they have something due from me on the 10th, and I know it too, I'm going to stress myself out to be a woman of my word and deliver the things that I have to deliver on the 10th, as opposed to looking at my calendar. And before I make a promise, realistically, look at the amount of time that I have, the amount of things that I have on my calendar, the amount of obligations I have for my family and the things that I want to do for myself, personal, physical, spiritual growth wise, and make a realistic promise of the time frame that I can complete a project or get something back to someone. I could say, I'm going to get it to you on the 15th. And if that's unacceptable, it may not be the time for us to work together, right? I'm not afraid to lose a client at this point. I think that that mindset came from a space of scarcity and also a space of people pleasing. Not wanting to disappoint people by giving a realistic timeframe ends up making me disappointed. It ends up making you disappointed if you don't advocate for your own time, you're gonna end up just giving it away. That's when you end up working seventy hour weeks and sleeping when you're dead. you know, and I don't think that that's how God wants us to operate our businesses. We are also important, not just the people that we serve, and we should be working from a healthy space, right a space where we are taking good care of ourselves, and that includes sleeping and resting when we need to. And so when I say that I can deliver something earlier than I need to deliver it, I ultimately put myself in a position of having to work nights, weekends, and into time frames and spaces that I had set aside for myself and my family. It looks like me not being able to cook dinner because I'm still chugging away at my computer because, of course, the amount of time I allocate for a project can run over sometimes. So if I think something's going to take me three or four hours to do, it might take six or seven. And that's going into like dinner time and it's going into family time it's going into my exercising time i don't allow enough time to push it off until tomorrow because i said it was going to be available on the 10th and i gotta be a woman of my word and i hate going back and forth saying i'm sorry i was too busy um i'll get it to you later like i don't like doing that so instead of doing that on the back end What I have to do to prevent overwhelm is to give a realistic timeline, a realistic frame of time in which to complete a project. And maybe that's the same thing you need to do if you're a solopreneur even a preneur, or entrepreneur or just a person with the team in general. Even at your nine to five, if you know it's going to take you longer to finish a project or produce a result, give yourself that time and that space to do it. Because if your quality decreases or you disappoint them on the back end because you can't get it done realistically because you just literally can't, you still get the results you were trying to avoid by undercutting yourself in the first place. I also need to give realistic expectations to my children with them being out of school now and it being summer and they've been out of school basically for three months. It's just really been a juggling act with trying to work with them. And do work at the same time, even though I haven't really been doing so much client work. It's just behind the scenes things that I had to do. But now that I'm into client work, I have a lot less time to devote to them. And I don't want our relationship, their fun, their enrichment to suffer just because I'm working. And so again, giving those timelines for my clients is important, but then also being able to realistically set aside time for them and tell them the truth when I'm working and when I'd be available is also important so that they don't feel disappointed, slighted or start to resent my work like my son had in the beginning. So if I plan to do something with my kids, I need to block off a whole day or block off a time frame on my calendar so that I know it's not available. And for those who are viewing my calendar, it's not available for them to book within that time either. I also had to make time for date nights and time with my husband, too, because that is also important to me. And a realistic expectation is that I need to set aside that time on my calendar with him as well. I need to also schedule time to book a babysitter or reach out to friends to see if they can keep our kids while we go on a date night because my kids aren't old enough to keep themselves yet. But date night is also important to me or the time that I spend with my husband is also important to me. And so realistically, I can say that we're going to do this, that and the other. But if I don't block off that time, we won't. I'll be able to work through that time. I'll find something else to do during that time if I'm not intentional about blocking it off. And then I tend to feel the overwhelm of wanting to do something with my husband, but not doing it. Lastly, I have to be realistic about when I can put self-care into my schedule, which is also why I need to set realistic expectations and timelines for my clients, kids, and husband, because I'm also important. I, my relationship with myself has become abundantly more important in, in the years since I wrote my book and since I've really just gotten on, aligned with God on who he wants me to be and what he wants me to do, that I can't really spend the time that I used to spend neglecting myself. And so I need to build in time, realistically, of what I'm going to do to take care of this vessel that he has given me. So what that might look like is not putting off until tomorrow, eating well, um not putting off till tomorrow starting to exercise you know and not putting off until the end of the day my exercise so if i start my day with my workout then i'll get it out of the way and if i start my day with my devotion then i get that out the way but i know that will i will have had a successful day because i've done those things And my spirit and my physical will be taken care of. So those are really, really important for me to do. And I need to be realistic in my expectation of getting those done. I cannot put them off until the evening because realistically, I'm going to be too tired, mentally drained and wanting a break to not invest that time and energy into taking care of myself and to building up my spiritual growth. The next thing that I'm doing to fight overwhelm is to take things one thing at a time. I am the type of person who will think ahead, think ahead, think ahead. I cannot stop to celebrate my wins because I'm always thinking ahead to the next thing. What else is next? What's next? What's next? That's how I am when I complete a task. And that leads to a considerable amount of overwhelm. There is always something to do. There's always something else to do. And it feels like I never really accomplish anything because there's always something to do. So one thing that I've learned to do is to, one, create a master list, a brain dump list of things that I have to do, maybe for the week, maybe for the month. Um, But everything that comes across my mind, I create this list and I just write it down. And from that list, I'll take... A few things every single day and put them on a new list for the day and cross them off as I go. I try not to overwhelm myself with the daily list um, because if I can cross things off and get everything done, I feel exponentially more accomplished and it helps me to be more positive and encouraged as I tackle my life. Because this is essentially me tackling all the things that I have to do in life. It might be to wash the car. It might be to do the laundry. It might be to create a concept and storyboard for my client. Like all of it falls into the same list. But as I prioritize those things based on the timelines that I have and the things that I actually can accomplish for the day, I feel much more at peace than I would if I let that list run wild in my mind or two just left it as one big giant long list that was impossible to accomplish everything on. So I'll have a master list. I'll have my daily list and my daily list, even within my daily list, I'll have my top three things that will make it a successful day. If I accomplish those things, I'm only one person. There's only 24 hours in the day and there's plenty to do. So I also look at that list to see what I can delegate. And again, I'm still a company of one, but I can hire people in their area of genius and expertise to do some things for me. And I also have children that are pushing preteen. And, you know, I just realized during the quarantine they can actually do chores. I know. Right. Crazy. Um, My kids weren't doing like Any chores, zero, period. And so um, as a part of their schedule, we included chores and they get earnings based on those chores. They're nominal and they don't even really use them, but it's just something as an incentive for them to finish the chores. But when I tell you having them do those little five tasks each takes so much off of my plate and off of my mind because I'm one of those people that cannot work in clutter. It just, if, if there's things that are all around me, things out of hand, out of whack at home, I just have to clean it up before I can even start my day sometimes. And so, um, having them to pick up and clean up and organize and just unload the dishwasher, empty the corner basket, like these little bitty things just take so much off of my mind because I'm, I'm working, but looking around and thinking this needs to be done or that needs to be done and I'm adding it to my list. And so um, I'll do that. My husband also cooks for me sometimes. And so if I know that I need him to cook on, you know, one of our dinner days, he'll do that. And I can take that off of my list um, as well as other small things that I can ask either of them to do. That's not on their chore list or him to do because he may have a little bit more time. It is not for me to do everything. And I don't have to have a full time staff to get things done either. Um, and that has been just one of the best revelations for me because it's not black or white. It's not either, or like small things you can pass off and we can accomplish so much as a team. And so, yeah, take things one item at a time, one task at a time, delegate what you can and put off till tomorrow, what you're able to put off until tomorrow, prioritize your list whatever is the most important that's going to make you feel successful for that day, do those things. And if you need to take a break mentally, you'll feel okay with not having accomplished everything on your list. But at least you'll have that list there and it's not running through your mind, overwhelming you with thoughts of what's not done. The third thing that's helped me to fight overwhelm in this last week is to think positively about the task at hand. The things that I'm doing and the reasons that i am doing them and also to imagine amazing thoughts on the other end this applies especially to the client work that i do it's very easy to get overwhelmed with client work because you want to perform well you know i know that i have people's dreams and visions in my hands and so um beyond me wanting to just be excellent i want great results for them i want them to be pleased with the services i want them to have an amazing experience and want to come back and tell all their friends about me sometimes when i'm planning for these things it can be really really overwhelming especially when i'm planning one thing and i have six or seven emails coming from other directions about other things and it's like all the things i want in my mind swimming trying to categorize all of these different details about different shoots and clients and you know individuals <laughs> that i have going on and so i learned just this week that a great way to combat the overwhelm that I feel when that's happening is to, one, again, stay focused on the task at hand. But with that task, future cast in my mind, imagine the amazing results on the other end of what it is that I'm working on. That even if... What I'm doing is difficult, even if it's a lot of mental energy and creativity that I'm expending, it'll all be worth it. On the other side, I can imagine, you know, the great results that they get. I can imagine the shoot going amazingly well. I can imagine all the joy that I feel in my heart because of the creativity that we have and the images that we're capturing. I can just see all of it. I can see the great results. I can see the great final product that I deliver and my clients, friends, and family, and their clients and customers viewing it and thinking of them as just uber professional and amazing and just being really happy to be associated with them and in turn having my clients being really happy to be associated with me. I find that doing these tasks with joy helps with the overwhelm, that even though it's a hard undertaking, it's all worth it. I positively affirm myself and say that I have everything that I need. And if I don't have it, I have resources. I have people. I know people. I know amazing people that I can ask to help or pay to help. And they will. And we will get the thing that we're trying to do done in the way that I envision it to be done, which is in excellence and even better. I want to produce high quality work and imagery and results for my clients And if I continue to think that way and seek that, I don't feel as overwhelmed because I didn't leave my good government job and general comfort to live a life that wasn't abundant, abundant in peace and joy and creativity and hope and helpfulness and results. That's just not what it's about. And so I can't lead with those negative thoughts because ultimately it spills into it and it blocks my creativity. It causes me anxiety and it creates worry within me that I know is not good for me. And as I mentioned in a few episodes back, stress and worry really take a physical toll on my body and I worked very hard to grow my hair back. So we're just not going down that road again. And anything that I can do to prevent that and care for myself, I'm going to do it. Some overwhelm we can't prevent, but there are a lot of different ways to prevent the feelings of overwhelm. Most of the ones that I talked about today are mindset adjustments, but there are lots of physical things that we can do as well. Like I said, like hiring people, delegating responsibilities, or prioritizing your responsibilities and and letting some things fall by the wayside, dropping the ball on some things, like determine what really is important. Because sometimes we add things to our list that we don't have to add to our list. It's nice to do things, but we don't have to actually do those things. It's nice to have things, but we don't actually have to have those things. And need to do the people that we love and serve if it's going to take a toll on us and if it's something that we can't delegate. So if you're like me and you refuse to be overwhelmed, I invite you to tackle those three things, set realistic expectations and timelines, tackle your tasks one at a time and hold a positive mindset around the tasks that you are completing. And that's even if it's cleaning your house. If you know you got to clean your house, think about how good it's going to smell on the other side, how sparkly your floors are going to be. You know, how great your oven's going to look and your food's going to taste when the oven is clean. You know, all those things can be done with joy. And I tell you, joy in your heart makes completing menial tasks or very important tasks just so much better and so much easier. I don't really have a biblical scripture to go along with that today, so I won't make you preachy at all. This is more of a practical episode. I hope it's been helpful. If you're like me, then I'd love to hear about it. Reach out to me on Instagram at the Alicia Watson. That's A-L-I-C-I-A Watson. And you can send me a DM or leave a comment, share my episodes, what have you. Um, I'm just very interested to hear from you, to hear what you think about the episodes and if this has been helpful to you at all. If you know someone that's like me or like us, share this episode with them. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm so thankful that you joined me today. I pray that you have a wonderful week and that you feel peace and contentment and no overwhelm. Okay? Bye!